welcome to the Oxford and Sandy Black Pig Group podcast. My name is Kim Brooke and I am joined with Matthew and Katie Cooper from South Paddocks. Now, before we go into the interview, I just want to say congratulations for winning the OSPG award last night. For Port- I know. Congratulations. Thank you. I know we're in shock still. I can yeah. believe it. We were coming down the M4 trying to watch it on our phone. <laughs> <laughs> which works like got yeah watching andrew's face bless him holding up his envelopes yeah no but we're absolutely over the moon because there are some good names amongst the members amongst them that have done some really good stuff this year so you know i was just in awe of them really and no did not expect that at all so yeah no blew us away that did <laughs> well congratulations now I asked, um, well, I've been watching both you and Matthew, and it's a family thing, South Paddocks, and you have been so busy doing your produce, setting up your stands, your stalls have been everywhere, but you're not selling just pork. You're selling the actual cooked produce, and it's been... Well, I think it's been successful, but how how did you get into it? Why? And what started? Right. So we've come from a catering background. Well, Matthew's parents more so, um, especially like hog race was his thing. He's done a lot of years, started many years ago with a friend of his, and then um, they both sort of semi-retired and he kept it going and had quite a few bookings for it. Um, and then, yeah, 18 years ago, obviously, I got with Matthew, so I used to start giving them a hand um and then we just realized like you know sometimes we were paying a premium for pork but it wasn't we've had sort of like especially where we were you know carving it and cooking it we had really fatty pigs we had pigs he's had a couple that have caught a light on him like you know we've had it's sort of like a nine twelve hour cooking process so his dad literally sees it right the way through you know and, the, and then we're carving it to guests and we soon realized that paying a premium didn't always mean you got decent meat unfortunately so um, it's always been a goal, obviously, to have the animal side in the small holding. So I'm a florist by trade and Matthew's a builder. So um, it was a lot of sort of like took us 16 years to sort of save and buy somewhere. Mm-hmm. We've done a couple of meat wieners sort of like when our eldest was a baby and loved doing it. But we just didn't have the room because we were on building projects each time. Um, so we actually took the leap April 2020, which wasn't the greatest time. <laughs> And uh, went to auction, yeah, and bought 12 acres of land. And then, yeah, didn't hear anything till the June. So we literally thought we'd lost our money and the world had blown up, really, because it was COVID, obviously. Um, so, yeah, we did. We come a few times and jumped over gates that we might not have just to realise that we did own something. <laughs> but, yeah, didn't get the keys till June. And it was just over, over you know, overgrazed. Um, it hadn't really been looked after for about three years. Derelict piece of land, really. Um so, yeah, I had sort of like a half-finished, poorly finished barn on it. So, um, yeah, we just got going as soon as we could. Obviously, I think because we knew in the back of our minds what we wanted to do, got a business plan together, knew definitely we wanted, you know, pigs. Um, I knew to have a few different breeds or species on the farm, just that if I had a problem with one and, what, like, you know, not being generation farmers or farming background, that, you know, we could see what worked for us. Um so, yeah, we definitely wanted pigs. And then there was a lady that kept Dr. Sandy Black's not too far away from us and sort of read up on breeds, meat. We knew it would be slower and we wanted a native and a rare breed so we could support that as well. And obviously breeding stock-wise have a market for that. So I didn't want to crossbreed like a lot of sort of meat producers do. I wanted to keep it pure and something, I suppose, a bit more niche. Um, and that I knew the whole story literally from 
that pig's grandparents to me selling a product, the whole story, I could guarantee it. And I suppose keep the meat as far as I could or possibly could, we could keep it um, consistent because that's what we weren't getting a consistent meat product. Mm -hmm. They were saying it was the same breed, it was the same this, but you don't truly know, you know, a lot of the time it's what the butcher was getting delivered or what goes through the auction that week. Um, so yeah, fell in love with them as soon as we saw them, bought a couple of two Cynthia six month gilts um, knew we couldn't breed them straight away, but I thought that'd give us time just to, you know, get to get to know them. We got them young as well so that they would get to know us, um, which the kids fell in love with. And they were quite near the road at the start. So a lot of the locals did as well and would come in, confuse yeah. them with Gloucester Old Spots quite a lot, which we had to correct quite a few, which, yeah, so everybody knows now. Um, and then, yeah, so obviously we got to grips with them, wanted to return them to the boar because we didn't want to buy a boar straight away and, you know, chew off more than we could get through yeah. sort of thing and get to grips with that and also the fence and we had no fence in here whatsoever um so we we started doing that as quick as we could um so yeah put the girls in obviously um put them to the ball um had really successful farrowings with both quite small litters which we expect because of their age or whatever which was again good for us to get our heads round um which was alert they were cracking got on with it really started keeping the meat obviously we'd already had our foot in the door for a few of like the great dorset steam fairs and a few like tractor valleys and ways of selling the pork that obviously Matthew's parents had started and we'd done the steam fair and a few um, places with them. How did you a... do your homework before? Because you obviously had your, you got your six months um, gilts and then you got them in pig. And yeah. then was it during that time that you were looking at all the different avenues that were around you in the markets? And did you just sit down and think, we're just going to get a gazebo. We're going to get a table. And yeah. we're going to set. And, and that was it. It was literally, program, our, yeah, we watched like some programs and I sat and done about the breed um, and niche things. But obviously that was a just knowing it was going to be at least six months before we had any finished pork um, and the litters. Um, I did set, put, we sold a couple of the meat wieners because I didn't want to, you know, primarily the cost, to be honest. And also I didn't want the daunting fact of, I think our first two litters, we had 15, wasn't it, 14. And I thought, you know, that's a lot of mouths to feed. And if it doesn't go right or this doesn't work, I'm then left with 14 finished pigs that have cost me a hell of a lot to finish. Mm -hmm. So we, I, the first plan was rear half, sell half. So again, half right. my numbers, half yeah. my costs, and I could get to grip with it. So we were finishing, which worked a sort of spot on, really. I think it was seven months from when they were finished, uh, like farrowed and they were ready, was the steam fair. Mm -hmm. So when I chatted to the butcher... Um, we had sort of like a big mobile catering up there. We don't do the hog race up there just because of sort of like getting through the meat, the lengthening process. And it's just so busy. We just we do that more private functions and um, everything. So I had a lot of jumbo sausages made. Um, obviously, bacon wasn't ready in time. We do do our bacon ones. But I've always like worked with the butcher for sort of the best bacon I could get, which was the older and native breeds. Um, and it just flew out. I ended up we come home overnight. And Matthew's mum and dad stay up. That's a five day show. So um, the butcher was really good. He did me a lot of jumbos. He did me some pork and apple burgers. Um, just had a tiny sort of A5 A sign on the thing saying our own pork. Again, we'd done the steam fair for 16 years then, didn't we? Yeah. Um, saying, um, you know, like we've been rearing this and everything like that. And um, so it was just a lot of customers we've known. They've seen our children grow up. It was more sort of like a hobby thing. So I think they were buying one just to back us. And the but steam then they were fair, actually, where, where is the steam fair, Katie? Where it's is... actually sadly finished now, but it's at Blantford. But it was um, right. it's in its 50th awesome. year. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's a big, big show. Yeah. Um, but it was more sort of a hobby for his parents. We sort of kept it going every year. 
But I think the sheer number of campers there and exhibitors, mm -hmm. so sort of they're at a burger. By the time they finished of it, they were either queuing for more, said, have I got any fresh? So that next night I come home and I, we the first lot was four boys, wasn't it? So we had a hell of a lot of meat. They were big old boys. And um, it just went. So, you know, when you think, because, you know, you, sometimes you think, oh, they're saying, oh, that's lovely, just to compliment us, you know, yes, your first yes. lot of pigs. And then I thought, not all of these were people we knew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a, a lot of people that get to that show. So I thought, you know, this we've done well there. That's, you know, we had a real good sense of pride, didn't we? And everybody was saying we'd done well. And um, so I thought, right, this is great. So obviously we had some bacon and gammons and that curing. So obviously I had a little, our small holding Facebook page. A lot of the locals, we even had um, a butcher we didn't know that had driven past and just literally seen the pigs out in the fields and emailed me. Um, he had a relation in one of the villages near us um, and said, you know, I, I want that, would like to buy some of that pork when it's ready. And I was like, oh, you know, so that was a massive compliment to us that he thought hey. just by driving past. Yeah. So it was all just a little confidence boost for us. Um, then it got to about October, November time and I had an email from uh, an awards scheme called Love Local, Trust Local. Yes. Um, which I'd read about in our local like Blackmore Vale magazine and Barbara Cousins, they've got quite a large farm and she does quite a lot for sort of farmers and national Award, she's quite well known. And it's uh, something that, like, that family's got going, really passionate about Dorset, Dorset producers and traceability. Yeah. Um, so I just thought, oh, you know, they're contacting local sick, don't know how they got our contact details really, but um, it was like, you could drop some of your produce off. At, uh, they also own a pub, um, the other side of Blantford. Um, and see, so I thought, well, you know, this this pork tastes good. If I could stock a pub, you know, that's a nice income back in. Because yes. obviously we put Peggy, mm -hmm. we weaned Peggy and Petal, the two, um, our two sows, ready, bred them again. So I thought, right, this sort of like allocates the next lot of pork, hopefully, if they like it. So I did that. I dropped some pork and some goat meat off to them in October time. Um, just thought, you know, we will. Um, as I read up, I didn't realise it was as popular as it already was, because that's only in like its third, fourth year. So I thought, you know, if we stock them a few sausages to pop on their menu or it just lets somebody else know about us. Mm -hmm. um, again, we not even hesitated the market sort of side of it. So um, December time come and we had an email saying, oh, that they loved our produce um, and the story. Could they come out and see us? So we had two guys turn up, brand new Land Rover, all singing or dancing. I completely forgot that I'd even dropped the stuff off back in October. <laughs> and he come in sort of like looking like around and around, like for a farm shop, I think, or, you know, like a bigger thing. Yes, so yes. Like, um, have I found South Paddock? So I was like, yeah, my bubble hat on covered in hay. I think I was feeding my goats at the time. And um, I was like, anyway, are you Kate? I said, yeah. I said, oh, Matthew's at work. And he was like, all right, so do you have any staff or your premises? I was like, this is it. And he was like, really? He went, you, and he had this other younger lad. And he, he walked straight over. I think I must have had some meat wieners in, didn't I? I was girls in and looking at them straight away and asking about the breed. Yeah. And because obviously they tasted the pork in the tasting. The chef mm -hmm. took the meat on and did all these, uh, like a gazebo full of people, these tasters. And um, yeah, just got chatting. And he was just like quite quiet. I said, look, I'm not offended if you get in your car and go. Because he looked like he was like, where the hell am I? And he was like, no, no, no. He said, you know, your produce is really good. And I said, look, there's no farm shop here. I said, you know, my husband is here up before and after work. I'm here in the day and the kids' weekends. It's like us five. Um, I said, there's no staff. Obviously, we love a shop, but butchery is like our next step, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, but it is just us. We've started with two goats, two pigs, four alpacas. And he was just sort of like, oh, my goodness. 
And he was, um, out, I have like a little Eiffel Williams kitchen thing and that had a chest freezer in it. And I was like, well, it come in and it went the pork because he was like, oh, do you have a... And I went and said about the show and everything. And he was like, my goodness. I said, so like, this is your next lot coming on. I don't know if they... Found, I can't remember. Well, I had a pig in the barn anyway, doing something. And um, he went, right. I said, obviously my hope and my next step was to be a stockist somewhere, either a shop or if I could stock some pubs. I said, so hence the award. And he went, right. So then... He went on his way and he was saying about this ne this other like next flash company that had all these kitchens and was stocking this, that. And I was like, oh, I think great. Cheerio. <laughs> and then thought never see him again. Then I had a couple of emails about the um award uh, the award night. It was being held at Kingston Moor with the Agricultural College. Would we like to go? Oh, yes. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. 45 quid a ticket or whatever like that. So we were like, oh, I said to my fiance, oh, you know, it's all big farmers, big like companies. You know, they're going to be like, who the hell are they? We're not going to know anybody. So then I thought, no, we won't go. And then another email comes through about a month later. And I thought, oh, they obviously can't sell the tickets. <laughs> Get a message, you And then I'm like, no. So I said to I wrote to Matthew's cousins because all our friends were like busy around the time. It was in January um, or February, wasn't it, last year. And um, so I said to Maria and Paul, our cousin, I said, you've got to come with us. We're going to this award. I said, so we're not sat on a table and nobody's speaking to us. <laughs> and they were like, all right, then we'll come. So, yeah, got it all organised and chatting away. Lovely food. We had like a three-course meal, welcome drinks, absolutely spot on and beautiful. And some really lovely people actually on our table. They were, you know, real nice. Um, and then also, like, I was sat with my back to the screen, kept twisting around, obviously, to listen to the speakers. And then there was, like, us on the screen. And he said, we'd like to do a highly commended award for South Paddocks. And we, like, looked and, well, yeah, you could have knocked us over. Oh, with yeah. And he had some really, and like I said, he was a very professional guy and stuff when he came out. But just the way he, like, spoke about us and how we were stopping and what we were doing and, like, you know, in the pipeline. And we were up against all customers and most people in that room were already, you know, stocking five, six outlets and mm -hmm. well ahead of the game, you know, or mass dairy farmers, fishermen, yes. or like caterers, um, you know, well, it, rightly so. They've done really well. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think just to even acknowledge us really was I was over the moon. So, yeah, we got a highly commended award. We were like mentioned in their thing, you know, but brochure and stuff. And it was lovely. So I, that, again, was the push that I was like, right, we're. Keeping We're doing something right here. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, you know, we have got something decent. You know, this guy, this these people have tasted it, appreciated it. Um, the next lot, you know, I might let. But then I'd also had the people that had bought previous meat weaners contacted me for the next lot. Then because obviously we were obviously finished our pig similar time. Yes. So again, that was a gamble. I thought, you know, especially with the cost of living and everything, do we? How many do we keep back next time? You know, we've got a call for the pork. So. Um, the, that coming gate so I thought right farmers markets we can tell our story people go there because they're looking for a local produce mm -hmm. where do we start sort of thing again watching things on telly doing a bit of research online apply to a local one best in Dorset it's called so they do a few you must be your own produce a local um, yeah. a maker farmer or grower to go um some weekend weekends we do some that's sort of like eight producers sometimes there's 12 of us so got in contact with a lady Ali that runs it so, yeah, got booked into our first one that was like Bournemouth way. Didn't have a clue what to take. So sent the pigs off, knew when the meat was coming back to what market we could do. Bought a gazebo, started looking at like other people's setups. Mm -hmm. Done my pre-orders for pork. And I wasn't left with quite a lot, any much. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, people. That, so I looked and then I like said to my dad and I was like, this is going to look awful. We're going to rock up at this first market. Everyone's like, she was like spreading the red. Oh, we've got a new pork producer. 
and I've got we've got hardly anything to take. It's going to look rough. And I said to Matthew, like, and the goat comes and goes as well. The goat meat, so I didn't yeah. really even have that to fall back on. Um, the fiber was being processed, so I didn't have as many like out because we do alpaca socks with our fiber, and we do bird feeders with the seconds of that. So I thought this is not going to fill a three meter space. What the hell am I going to do? So my dad actually said, he said, why don't you do some like sausage rolls or like samples then and give them the dates of when your next meat is? Brilliant. He's like, go. So I spoke to him, I was like, right. So I always like cooking. I do a lot of things like families, parties, whatever. Always cooked with my nan when I was young. So um, and like in Christmas, that they all like it. So we were like, right. So obviously where we had the catering side of it, we've always frozen, kept a lot of sausages back. Mm -hmm. so I knew I had plenty of sausages. So um being like you know completely fresh or whatever so i thought right i'll do some we rotate masses we're just and it's a good way for them to taste our pork yeah so made a few sausage rolls a few different flavors of the sausages we had made and yeah we literally got there and we, we do ours on slates and and stack them up and by like it was meant to be nine to one wasn't it that yeah. first market and i think by half ten we were just crumbs on the slate <laughs> sold out yeah. yeah, and it just went, I went, oh, my goodness. And I think, obviously, pedigree pork is that little bit more. I mean, we, we don't have any problems selling the fresh, yeah. but I just think it was a good stepping stone and even new shows we've done for them to try it. Mm -hmm. And you're still getting something back for your produce. Like, my dad, his first words to me, and we've seen it at shows, like, last year was our first year of events, was not to give anything away if you can. Like, if your mm -hmm. produce naturally speaks yourself. It's and fine. we noticed, you've got around the food and drink tents, you know, your real good alcohol aren't pushing trays of samples in your face. They keep them under the counter and know a genuine, you know what I mean? Yes. When they've got this stuff they've blatantly brought in or whatever, you know, they give, let you taste every flavour under the sun. So I thought, do you know what, actually, and I think being a, a buyer as well, you don't mind trying a sausage roll for three quid 350 mm -hmm. you know and then if it's nice and so and that seems to what happened that they come to a market buy a couple um then very much so in that week or the next market or now they're like pre-ordering for the next market um yeah it was just a good, good introduction to um, our meat we will be back after this short break the oxford sandy and black pig group foundation charity bring you the only osb pork dedicated cookbook packed full of osb pork recipes from family meals picnic selections, barbecue marinades and more. From kitchen to plate we have it covered in our 200-page full-color cookbook. Porklicious is out now, just visit our website oxfordsandyblackpiggroup.org to get your copy. And they're also, no doubt, asking you about the, the pork and what exactly. are you feeding or how are you keeping or what's the breed. And so yeah. they're buying into your your story really exactly. and knowing that you are not just a, you're a breeder you're a producer and you start yeah. from the beginning right the way into the finishing process yeah so that is that that must be a big draw as well it is they come over and look and quite often I write you know we have the pig banner behind us our story on the front um and quite often they come over and like we write right there like it's made by us and it's reared by us mm -hmm. and then their face completely changes yeah. and you know you've got the other part where people now are asking to buy our pork knowing full well they're going to go and make yeah like a produce like us and it's not worth us doing that we don't wholesale anymore um I had a few sort of local pubs and that, lovely for them to support us but wanted me to stock them but for me and, you know, like this year, moving forward, we've just sat with the diary now. We've got a case where we've got four or five shows on some dates and events asking us to come. Um, but I don't want to go down, well, neither of us want to go down the avenue of having staff 
Mm. Or, yeah, me baking loads or having to, you know, rear all the... And it get too big. Because the whole point of us is we like to go and tell our story, which I think what people appreciate. Yes. It, you know, if I get staff to bake them, it's not going to be like we bake them. If we get staff to do a show, it's not going to be like us telling it. You know, we're lucky that the, the kids are more than well, willing. Well, and once once you've got a big customer base, you've cracked it then, haven't you? Once yeah. you've got your regulars and your Christmas regulars that come, you know, you find yourself breeding people all ready for the Christmas period, which is just just massive, you know. Yeah. Um, and all through the year, I don't think there's been one one market we've done where we, we haven't nearly sold out of everything. Yeah, this is what we're struggling money. with now, what to yeah. do moving forward. Like, luckily, yeah, we've not been anywhere that we've bought any home. I think we had one absolute... We're at, a, I mean, Westbourne, Sherbourne, some of our first ones, they literally come in umbrellas and waterproofs, grab yeah. their stuff and go... We can't thank our customers. Like, you know, yeah. we've, we're really lucky that, well, both sides, that we bought good stock to start with and fell on our feet with good support. Because, like I said, we're not from farming. Yeah. So we could have been flogged any animal, told any story, told to do this or clump them up with this. Um, you know, again, like with the pig group, any questions we can put on there. And the same with, um, you know, people have become friends, like a lady that we bought our two breeding goats from as well. So we were just, we, I think we've just been so fortunate with loyal customers and good support around us. Yes. And not, I think the key as well is not to rush. Um, mm. You know, we've got advice before crossing with another breed, they're finished quicker. But not as, you know, you get that, but you're not going to get the end product. Yeah, we're just appreciating and valuing what you are actually doing. And that shines through. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, people are saying, I'll put on like when I did our Christmas orders, I said, you know, I won't have it maybe March, April, depending on how these lot finish. You know, I've got some big ones in there actually. But, and their faces sort of dropped. And I was like, well, no, you know. And a lot of producers would go and buy something in between or go to an auction and quickly grab something. But yes. it's took yeah, us a year to build our, you know, I was delivering to people's houses Christmas Eve and people and then people that can't wait for the markets to come March are like, well, if I order 10, is it worth you doing? And, you know, we get car full of people pulling in all the time at ours, like looking for a shop. We had voicemails Christmas Eve, like, what hours are you open? And it's just like, you know, and we've, we've gone to shows and you, you two stools down, you've got another pork producer or you've got, we did one show and there was like nine yeah, sausage roll producers in the tent. Yeah. I walked back and I went, there's six sausage roll people in this tent. We're going to be taking a lot home. <laughs> I said, you know, but we sold out. Yeah. So we're, I'm quite confident that anybody that comes to our store and buys a sausage roll or a pork pie will come back or yeah. they will look yeah. for us at the next show. That, that, yeah, that, we that, have. You know, and you do people. sausage rolls, pork pies. Um, yeah. And you've done um, scotch, eggs. scotch eggs and you did some bacon wraps, didn't you? That's it, the bacon turnovers, yes. yes. And then again, when I've got a lot of bacon, yeah. So I'd, I make my own um, onion chutney and chilli jam. So we yes. put those in with them. Um, and then, yeah, so and then we did like a marmite and cheese sausage roll that sold really well. We did um, like an apple and stuffing to mimic the roll. Um, the marmite and cheese was just somebody saying that show. And actually, my dad loves, we're not marmite lovers, no. but it is <laughs> I remember you showing it on the OSP um, Rare Breed Pork Group, and it was like everybody was going, what? My mind. But yeah. you showed your display afterwards, and there was just crumbs yeah. left on your sleigh. It's gone. And it, yeah. it, it, with us, I literally wake up in the night thinking of flavours, and, like, you'll go to a show and somebody say so, and you can go on and on. And, I, again, you can, like, you sell out, and you think, gosh, I should have baked more. But it's a fine line between I look at what it's cost us to go, and then yeah. I can't, I, you could be really greedy and bake double. And then you, I haven't got enough pork for my 
one you know in two weeks time or a week's time mm -hmm. so we've got uh i just sort of like look at what it's cost us to go and what we're happy to take we write down what, what we sell and everyone we yeah we? So we sort of, maybe take it up a little bit this year on the ones that we've sold out completely like another 10 of each flavor yeah that's what we're literally um, doing because then that, you know that then covers your pitch and your fuel and your bits and pieces and then if you sell and, it, and, it, and it's working so and, and we've also learned massively like we we're just chatting this morning going to the bigger shows and paying more for your pitches doesn't mean you're always going to sell more yeah. you know our local markets you know we've took good money to met really lovely customers and they're up the road so like we're going through the diary now and a lot of the big county shows you know it doesn't cost nothing to go around the local farmers market yeah, you yeah. pull up in your car walk around it hasn't cost anything you go to a show with your family it's 100 pound nearly to get in yeah, you and know, then you've got to yeah, probably pay for your accommodation as well if it's more than yeah. a day. This is what we're weighing up. Yeah, we but, love the bigger shows, you know, yeah. and they want us there, well, and I some, get it. There's but, some that we do that we will yeah. always do. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, also, just, you, you do this as a family. It's not just yeah. both of you. I mean, Annalise yeah. gets around. How old is Annalise? So Annalise is 12. She'll be 13 next month. Sunny is um 13, going to be 14, and Riley is 15. So we've got three children, yeah. And they um yeah. The eldest Riley, he, he's um very into like his shoot and any um agricultural sort of stuff. So he's off doing his hobbies, but he does, you know, helps when he can. But the other two very much so. Sunny's very put stuff together, takes it down for us. Annalise is, um, I mean, she's got a level two food safety as well, which not many 12, 13 year olds have got, but she loves it. And I think people yeah. appreciate that. You know, she she can talk as much as me and, and knows as much as me, if not more sometimes. Like, you know, I'll go, I'll go and call her to give us a hand for something yeah. or you know, vaccination-wise or anything like the that. Probably she, she doesn't you know. come across as a 12-year-old, does no, she? No, she doesn't, though. No, I've, I've, I've met Annalise, and um, yeah. She, yeah, she's a very mature she young lady. She is an adult, and yeah. it knows yeah. how to sell something, so... But it's know, when we realised she won the award. And that, that's a, a big attraction as well, because it's a family-run, family yeah. experience. It's, yeah, from start to, to finish, quite frankly. So what's your plans for this year? So what so, new flavours... Yeah, definitely. That's on the pipeline. Um, a cut room here is our big one. We're getting oh, into motion. Yeah, yeah a butchery is a right yeah is a. We know it's a skill and it's not going to come overnight. No. So it's more a case of having a butchery to sort of like give us a hand, us going on courses. It's not going to be immediate, mm -hmm. but our butchery costs are a massive one for us. Near, if not more, I'd say looking at this year than our pitch costs have been. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. it's a big one, and like. Again, like feeding and rearing an animal, doing your own. Yeah. We've got some lovely butchers that we've worked with. But again, you know what you're doing with it, don't you? Yes. You know, from start to it, you're going to obviously at the end get a better product. And then also if we could help other small holders out in the future as well, um, you know, like with their butchery yeah. or anything like that and keep, you know, get the miles down because we're quite fortunate. We, at the moment, we're doing everything within a 14-mile radius anyway. That's abattoir, butcher and us. Mm -hmm. which again a lot of people have like catched on with and again is cost effective mm -hmm. um so yeah if we can help anybody out like that future wise we will but um and then just having um again the cut room and sort of like just a small fridge area really at the front of it because like i say people are starting to turn up here for it not realizing we're not a farm shop or we're not this massive company which again they love us more we don't want to get massive but if it's a case of like they can come and grab it in the week with the amount of people having to work weekends um then and most probably it's cost effective for you for not traveling and delivering. Yeah. They all come to you. So yeah. that is something that uh, is, is cost effective. Is people who want it, they pick up from whatever local 
farmers market we're at that's what we yeah. try to do, do you know so I mean? it, yeah it helps the market them. it's with us so again because before we were staying in different hours for people i was driving back on myself trying to you know make people happy but you have to do it to get your numbers up don't you and your customer yeah. base so but that people will, do you know what I mean? They're, they're travel across Dorset for a market we're at. So, well, that's it. and they're also it's, yeah, and market. we're with a, a lot of other, you know, nice stool holders. So it gets the market numbers up and it's about helping each other as well. So, um, yeah, we're um, doing all right. <laughs> that, I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, look, I won't take very much more of your time, but I just want to say thank you for, for talking to us and oh, sharing your fabulous and incredible journey and experiences. Um, and here's to another wonderful and successful year for South Paddocks, you two. Yeah, hopefully. We're um, still in a bubble from 2023, I think. <laughs> I know. Um, now, listen, before I let you go, what's your favourite pork dish? What do you like to have if you're at home? And what is it that the whole family crave for? Right. You say yours. Then. Bacon sandwiches. The bacon is completely different to all the stuff I've had for years from... Burger bars, you know, like yes. out working, cafes, bacon to me now, and that them sort of place got no taste. But well, I've just had two lots of bacon sandwiches this morning, and I, <laughs> and I, and I love it. It's just the taste is it's a joy to eat. All the all the all the pork is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just an absolute joy. Mine is just a, a, a decent boneless or even with the bone leg joint, really. You just just roast it. You don't have to do nothing to it. Mm. The crackling, everybody always says to me, how do you get the crack? And everyone thinks it's, a, you know, I said, it's, it's our pork. It's also sandy and black pork. That's all you need. And they're facing, I said, you don't need to salt it. You don't need to, just leave it. Just cook it. And that's, that's it's done. Brilliant. It, it just, anything. You, and the, I think <laughs> the children's probably is, um I'll do like a gammon and I literally put it in the slow cooker till it falls apart. We have it like new potatoes or salad or whatever, and then they like it shredded in a macaroni cheese the next day. That's mm. their. Oh, nice. Their, yeah, because we have quite large joints. I keep back for we're a yeah. like family of five. Oh, Normally yeah. have people over for dinner. So yeah, the kids. That's their um, favorite is the macaroni cheese with the gammon in. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both. Um, and may I say thank you for your support as well through the through last year with the charity. Um, yeah, no, and again. Congratulations on winning the Oxford and Sandy Black um, Pig Group's Pork Producer Award 2023. And I hope you keep in touch. You know, and may all your wishes come true for 2024. Oh, yeah. we just fun. like to thank the charity as well. Because like I said, I had to hand rear a couple this year that I've never done. Um, and yeah, literally, I, I feel like if I've had a problem with your, your dog, you could put it on there. It's just a really lovely bunch of people that you can be honest and you know, truths are all good and bad and you'll get some good support that a lot of people pay either a lot of money for or still don't know a lot of years on. There's mm -hmm. um, It's a good base. And yeah, we can't thank the charity enough. You know, we do generally, not just saying it, tell everybody about it. And like I said, you know, you don't necessarily keep the breed. If there's just something about pigs you want, there will be somebody that helps you. You know, you're just a good group of considering people. considering the vet give all four of them pigs up. Yeah. Said they wouldn't survive. And no. all four of them did. <laughs> And all four of them are down there I, now I with the others that. running around. Yeah. They're just slightly curlier than the others. They're slightly curlier yeah. than the others. That's, that's all it is. I think it's a bit much goat milk, but um, yeah, they yeah. were spoiled. But, yeah. And they jump. <laughs> yeah. And I just think, yeah, look, look after your animals and you'll get a decent product at the end. That's yeah. what we say when everyone says yeah. what is, you know, the feeding, the secret to it all. I just take your time with it and look after them and they'll do you proud, really. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>